At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This episode is powered by DEN certifications. You want to deepen your practice or supplement your knowledge for your day-to-day job? You'd be surprised to know how many certifications we do offer. All levels of Reiki, intuitive healing, compassion, animal communications, and of course, our deep 400-hour meditation teacher training program. Go to denmeditation.com and look under certifications for more information. Welcome to Den Talks Podcast. This is Tal. I'm your host and the founder of Den Meditation. Um, We have a cool conversation today. We are talking to an acupuncturist, Kara Jolly. She actually works really close to Den Labreo, which is fun. So a lot of good energy happening over here. We really break it down. So for those of you who have been intrigued or do acupuncture, but don't quite understand what's happening, we really get into the basics, how our entire bodies are made of energy, what that means, how it runs, how the needles work, why it's good for you, how it works on an emotional, spiritual, and physical level. This shit is real. It's kind of amazing. You're going to want to run out and get some acupuncture the minute this episode is over. So I hope you enjoy it. Kara Jolly right now, and she was saying how people sometimes just say Kara, even if she introduces herself as Kara. So it's not even like they're getting it confused by the way it's spelled. Isn't it just so interesting that it's like someone just refuses to say it a different way? It is. I again, I've I've kind of come to accept it in Southern California. I grew up in the Midwest where that's a non-issue, and then I moved here, and I was like, wait a second, who's Kara? What's the deal? So so my LA name is Kara Jolie. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and, you're, and I was, and I love that. I was like, are you Kara Jolie? Like, obvi- like, jolly. Obviously, I'm from the East Coast. I'm like Kara Jolie here. So that's really funny. Yeah. Did it ever? Did you ever feel like your identity changed with it, or no? No. I mean, sometimes my boyfriend will call me Car Jolie if I'm maybe being a little more high maintenance or something like that. But <laughs> that's yeah. your high maintenance name. Yeah, that's my high maintenance. I used to do that with my ex-husband. I would be like, "These are your five different names <laughs> for your five different personalities," and I would just literally call him whatever like the personality was coming yeah. out. And they were always funny and good-hearted, but it's I true. I think it's good. I think we all have a lot of names anyway, and they all should be used at yeah. some point. Yeah, and we time. all have different personalities. We do. Like we have like the nerdier side, and then they really outgo. Whatever, everyone's exactly. different. Yeah. So I always think it's funny to like name your like the different personas. Yes. Yes. But well, welcome. Thank you so I'm much. I'm glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here. It's nice. I don't think we've me. spoken to an acupuncturist yet, I so this know. is really exciting. This is super exciting. And how long have you been doing what you've been doing? So, as far as acupuncture goes, I have been practicing for about seven years. And prior to that, I was doing clinical research in psychology. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was working at NYU with a, with a bunch of really prominent psychologists, and I thought I was going to become a therapist. And after years of research, I just decided, mm, I think I want to go a different route. And I'd actually been exposed to acupuncture um, in my early 20s. Uh-huh. and um, wanted to become an acupuncturist then, but I was kind of discouraged um, by my dad from 
from pursuing it because I think, you know, he didn't quite understand, understand it. it. Yeah. yeah. It was and like woo-woo to him. Yeah. And, and I come from, you know, a very middle-class, hardworking family, and he just wanted me to do something, I think, that felt stable to him. And then, so that's why I went the, the psychology route and worked in universities. And then one day I was sitting at my desk and I was just like, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm over it. I, I love... Um, you know, I love science, and I, I have uh, a fond appreciation for it, but at the same time, I think working around so many scientists, I really became aware of the limiting set of beliefs that so many scientists have that didn't resonate with me. And that's so interesting. Yeah, and that's what really led me to explore more of the mind-body medicine. Um, so... Yeah, in my practice now, I have that science background, but I also understand that science isn't the end-all, be-all, and there's so much out there that hasn't yet been, you know, discovered or been explained by science that actually exists, and a lot of that is energy medicine. Well, so. that's what I was going to say, but it's so funny yeah. because it all boils down to energy, it does. which has been explained by science. Yeah, it has, yeah. Which is what's so fascinating about it. Yes. It's like we talk about that here all the time. It's like yeah. Albert Einstein, that yeah. equation has not changed. Yeah. And it's basically saying everything is energy. energy. Yes. So it's really interesting that energy work, which is now starting, I think, to really kind of, it doesn't, I mean, it's been existing forever, but starting to at least become a little more mainstream. Yeah. Um, I find it fascinating because it really, in a way, has been proven. It has, but I think there's still, there is, a, you know, in my experience as a practitioner, there's still a core group of people out there that are always trying to debunk energy medicine. Um, so that's what I'm always trying to do in my practice is get my patients to understand that, yeah, everything that's happening in our body is basically, you know, um, bioelectrical energy. And the acupuncture is simply tuning into that and helping to rebalance the nervous system, the circulatory system, basically every other system of your body. Um, so it's very powerful. And I think because I do have that science background, I'm able to communicate that really well to my patients. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So our bodies are made of energy. We have all yeah. these different systems. Like you were just saying, the nervous system, the circulatory system, lymphatic. I mean, there's so yeah. many. And usually, I think our mindset goes when something's off or mm -hmm. off balance, we go to medicine to fix it. Yeah. So talk about a little bit how energy can fix it. Yeah. So from an acupuncture perspective specifically, what we think now is that when we are doing acupuncture, it is actually stimulating your fascia. And I would say within maybe like the last five or 10 years, even last year, there was a major research article that came out about fascia because it's, it hasn't really been well understood. Um, and we now know that it contains collagen. Collagen has what's called piezoelectricity. So when we are inserting an acupuncture needle into your body, it is actually affecting that electrical charge. And that, in turn, is affecting every other system of your body. Like I said, your nervous system, your circulatory system. You said lymphatic. That's correct, too. Your endocrine. Basically, every system of your body. And then a whole cascade of reactions are occurring to help restore your body to homeostasis. So, yeah, I love talking about Good. this. Well, that's what we're here for. Yeah, <laughs> I love talking about this because I think it, it kind of solidifies it with people who who have heard of acupuncture but don't quite understand it. And 
I think one of the things, um, for me at least, when I was in acupuncture school, having had the science background, we talk about things from a more Eastern perspective, the flow of chi and energy in your throughout your body and the meridians. And I'm like, that's awesome. But what does that translate to into Western terms? Right. And so that's when after school, I started kind of exploring on my own and doing a little more research that I could more easily communicate that to my patients who, you know, would think that acupuncture is more woo-woo. Right. Um, so that's, that's been really beneficial in my practice. And again, I'm, I'm really all about educating people on the beauty of this medicine and energy medicine um, and, and getting it to be something that people understand isn't woo-woo. Absolutely. So let's talk about, so if, if we're all, let's talk about like the meridian points and so kind of what the basic map is. Yeah. So we're made of energy and especially with acupuncture, but it's used now in, I mean, so many different types of healings. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like runways and streets, right? And then there's certain like hubs, like meridian points. Yep. So can you talk about that a little bit and what they mean? How do they find them? Yeah. How did they come, how do we know they exist? When did that happen? So acupuncture has been around for thousands of years. Um, I don't know as far as, you know, back then how they actually discovered this. I don't think there's a whole lot um, of information as to as to learning about that. Um, but what we know now is there have been a lot of studies done where if you um, doing MRIs and, and CT scans, whatever, that we can see that the meridians... Um, that we're taught in acupuncture school from an Eastern perspective actually correlate to the fascial planes in the body. So that's kind of the latest theory. We're always discovering more and learning more um, to have a deeper understanding about what's actually going on. Um, And describe what a meridian point is. So a meridian is actually a a pathway of energy that runs throughout your body. And that's what the acupuncture channels are. And then you have the acupuncture points that fall on these meridians of energy. So we say when your energy is blocked, and that could be from a physical issue, it could be from an emotional issue, you will start to experience even more discomfort, more stagnation, so the flow is impeded, and we want to stimulate the acupuncture point, get everything flowing again, and that's what's going to help you start feeling better. Um, And there are... Points that are also that we needle as well that don't specifically lie on the meridians of energy. We can, a lot of acupuncturists will just palpate the body and feel if there's areas of tension, or a patient will say, I have pain in this area, so we'll needle specifically into that area. So there are a lot of different ways to go about it, but yeah. How, like, how can you or a practitioner at one tell when energy is blocked? I think that for me personally, it has been something that I've developed over time because you, or me, you know, I've worked with so many people and it's something that you just become more attuned with. Um, Sometimes it feels like a buzzing sensation, a vibration in my hands. Um, And then there's the more obvious where if you're palpating someone and they have a lot of muscle tension there, you're you're obviously going to feel a little knot or something like that. But I think it's different for every practitioner. Um, And I think it's something that becomes more fine-tuned over time. Um, And you start to really realize as well that your patients can feel your energy and they can feel Mm. your intention as you are needling. It's really 
fascinating to me. I mean, even though I've been doing this for years, I it still never ceases to amaze <laughs> me. There are times where I'll be with a patient and you know, I'm human, so maybe a random thought comes to my mind and I'll check out for a minute and then my patient won't actually feel the needle go in. They won't feel that stimulation. And I know it's because my intention was not there in that moment. Hmm. So then I reconnect with myself, reinsert the needle, and boom, I get what we call that chi sensation, that strong sensation where your body is having that reaction to the needle being inserted. So it's pretty cool. So, I mean, it's very typical to Eastern medicine. It's, it's not just about that moment. It's about everything. It's about everything. So funny. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. But how, how, like, how can you explain to someone, like, again, of someone who might not be as into it, yeah. um, how energy getting stuck can mm-hmm. equal, like you said, emotional issues as well as physical issues? Yeah. So, oh, my gosh. Because I think for some people, they'd be like, no, like I'm in a bad place because this happened. And you sure. and you want to be like, no, but there's also this happening. Yeah. I mean, I think it's always, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Right. Every, it all feeds off of each other. Um, you know, I have, based on my experience, not only as a practitioner, but as a patient who has been getting acupuncture in the last 15 years of my life, right. um, you know, it's really fascinating because there are a lot of times when I will talk to a patient, um, do my initial intake with them, and they act like, you know, everything's pretty cool. Like, they're not under stress or whatnot. And obviously, I can tell based on what they're, the underlying vibe of what they're telling me that that's actually not true. Um, so I'll get them on the table, and we'll start to work. And all of a sudden, they'll start to cry. And they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, it's because we're moving your energy. Obviously, if you think about stress, think about what that's doing to your body. You can feel it tighten everything in your body. Anxiety will make your heart race. So that is directly, you can feel it. It's, yeah. it's, it's affecting your energetic body. Yeah. And sometimes those, sometimes those emotions, oftentimes those emotions get stuck in places. Um, another example that I want to give is I always tell people if they're getting a massage pay attention to what emotions come up when Mm -hmm. in areas of pain. You'll be really surprised that you might start thinking about something that happened in the past in an area that hurts while you're getting a massage and that, again, you're holding those emotions there. So body work is a great way to heal the, the mind, the emotional body. It's, you can't separate the mind from the body. I know it's so interesting when you realize that, and again, it all goes back to energy. It's like the energy of the thought or the energy of the action that happened yeah. can then get stored. Yes. Deep. Deep. Like, cellular, like in your cellular Absolutely. level, like into the muscle, whatever it is. And then it take, then it's so hard to release because a lot of times you don't know where it is, what it is, yeah. and you're not doing the proper work yeah. then to take care of it. Yes. So then it starts like just manifesting oh itself and percolating. And spiraling out and, of control. And spiraling out of control. Next yeah. thing you know, you're either like super depressed and everything's wrong or you're sick or you have a disease. Yes. And it's, it is crazy. But so I guess that goes back to would be your point or anyone who's, you know, studies Eastern medicine and yeah. practices it, which is like, that's why there's a holistic approach mm-hmm. to avoid that stuff getting hidden and tucked exactly. under there. Exactly. And that's why I also always communicate consistency is everything yeah. in this type of work. You can't go to an acupuncture treatment once and expect, you know, 
an entire shift to occur. It doesn't, I'm not saying you're not going to feel better after one session, but you have, I always tell patients, think about it like exercise. Think about it like yeah. going to the gym. You can't go to the gym for, you know, or for one session and be like, why don't I feel better? Why didn't I lose any <laughs> why, weight? Why am I not stronger yeah. today? <laughs> and, and even so you can go to the, you know, you can work out for a month and then get to your ideal fitness goal. But if you stop, you're right back to where you were to begin with. Right. And that's the same thing with acupuncture. And I think it's, you know, as a practitioner, that's one of the things that frustrates me a lot is that it hasn't been properly explained to patients that this is, it's a lifestyle. It's right. Consistency is everything. It's like meditation. You have to do it regularly or else you're just not fully going to reap the, the benefits. Yeah. And then like the expectation I'm sure people come in with of yeah. like, okay, cure me today. Thank you. I'm, totally. I'm leaving. Yeah. And then with the disappointment, I'm sure some people have when they're like, but why, why didn't this get completely healed? Exactly. And I, I, I do think that on the occasion, you know, there are the patients who come in who maybe have been under so much stress and so much physical trauma that even the sensation of having a needle penetrate the body is just too much. And so in that case, we'll just do a little acupressure, yeah. um, something more gentle. Typically, acupuncture does not hurt at all. But again, it's the energetic body. How is right. the energetic body reacting to this and treatment? And if you're storing, I mean, so then let's talk a little bit about the different bodies, right? Yeah, I yes. mean, it's like the physical body, the yeah. energetic. There's different layers yeah. of bodies. And so that's actually a really interesting comment of if you're actually, like we were talking about earlier, storing stuff kind of at the cellular level, yeah. like inside the physical body. Yep. But if you are storing stuff or getting stuck in, let's say, your energetic field, yeah then actually acupuncture actually could be pretty painful because yeah. that's what you're tapping into. Exactly. So it's not like you're massaging your muscle and you're like, ow, it's like actually totally you're activating the energy. Yeah, and so that's why in my treatments too, I do energy work. It's a combination of yep. different modalities. Yeah, there's the acupuncture going on. And I actually don't talk to my patients a lot about energy work. I do you it. You just do it. I just do it. And then someone will ask me like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And then I'll go into more detail, but it's all part of... And what kind of energy work do you do? I mean, because um, I mean, acupuncture itself is energy yeah, work and then I, you know I would say I don't even know if I have a name for it maybe the closest thing would be <laughs> something like Reiki um in the school I went to I went to Yosan University um we took some we took a lot of chi classes yeah um so those classes really helped um I think the students to develop um you know a little bit their, of healing hands yeah healing <laughs> hands and um, so yeah, it's, it's just kind of, I think that's also why we call it a healing art, um, because there's not one right way to do this. Everyone yeah. has their own style. Um, but yeah, for me, it will be work with acupuncture needles, um, and then some maybe therapeutic touch, some work with essential oils that, um, it's very cool. I actually use specific acupuncture oils and then we'll apply them to specific acupuncture points for a synergistic effect that's kind of mind-blowing I love that yeah it's really really cool so that's very and you did that for me because I came yeah. in like, I feel like day one of my period or something yeah, yeah. you were like oh god <laughs> I was like oh this is gonna probably gonna be painful for you but it was okay it was oh, actually that's great good good but I remember you did you put that oil yeah what was it again Just... um so we did we did bergamot on your um this point inside of your ear called shen men it's the point 
point zero. It's really great for calming the nervous system. And then we might have done a little lavender on your temples, and then maybe some geranium uh, on geranium. on a point on your um, your foot called spleen four. That's really good for hormonal balancing. So we can do, or I can do, an entire protocol with just essential oils, and there doesn't even need to be any. Um, needles and it's really powerful. Do you get a lot of people who have like needle phobia? Like, do you feel like that for you is a lot of that intro for new people? Um, like, people are just because I guess some people probably equate it to like a shot when it's yeah, nothing like that at exactly. all. But I think that's all we know of needles that are like drugs. Yeah. So it's like, I, oddly enough, I had a patient, this was years ago, who was sent to me by his therapist because he was a needle phobe and she's like, you need to go deal with Amazing. this. Amazing. Yeah, so get a bunch he, of needles stuck in you it. all the time. He loved it because he understood it wasn't the same as a hypodermic needle. Um, did it help him get over his it, fear? It did. And then I... There are, you know, a handful of patients who come in who are just more needle sensitive and there's no judgment there. We're all no, different. No, we all have sensitivity to something. Yeah, so there's a, there are breathing techniques that I uh, have my patients do that will help take the edge off that I've found to be really, really useful. Or I also like to start my patients off with a nice guided meditation while I'm doing the essential oils. Love that. Um, and that helps to kind of connect Calm them. them. Yeah, connect them to their breath calm them down and I tell them you know if you start feeling anxious when I'm not in the room you are just throughout life always you always have your breath to reconnect to it's very powerful your best friend it should be talk about so talk about and this might be a dumb question um and it's clear, I get it. Like you put the needles in yeah. the different points and that which helps it's almost like connect the dots. It's yeah. like sends the energy from yeah. one to another, correct? Exactly. And so you yeah. have to get the right path so it's moving. Yeah. But what is it are those needles different? Are they special? What is it about why do we use needles? And I know there's acupressure as yeah. well. So can can you talk a little bit about that? And that might be a dumb question because no, it's, it's acupuncture, but it's not a it's not a dumb question. So Again, it goes back to what I was saying before about the collagen, right? So collagen, um, or the fascia Mm -hmm. containing collagen, collagen has an electrical charge. So when we are inserting needles into the fascia, it actually affects this electrical charge. So it's actually using something metal. Yeah, yeah. It's stainless steel. Yeah. Um, But... You know, we also know that when we are simply doing gentle acupressure, that also affects the electrical charge of the body just in a different way. I mean, I love it whenever I get acupuncture and and with my session with you. It's like the minute they're in, I can literally feel everything swirling. Yes. So that's what's so cool. And I want to talk about that a little bit more because I I think that when when people who have not had acupuncture think of acupuncture... They have no idea that you are experiencing all of these kind of trippy energetic sensations that occur in the body um, throughout the treatment. I, you know, it's not like you're just laying there and getting needles inserted and nothing happens. You're actually feeling this energetic movement, which is so profound and so powerful. And it also, also, um, I think it connects you in a much deeper way to your body because you start to feel these subtle sensations going on, which are always happening, but because we're often running around, we're stressed out, we become a little more disconnected from our body. So I always tell my patients, when you're on the table, you're still lying there with the needles. There's all this energetic movement going on inside of you. And you might become aware that you have pain in a certain area of of your body that you weren't aware of before. And so when you start to make those connections, you ultimately are better able to take care of your body in the long run because you are more in tune with it. And that's 
so incredibly powerful because ultimately acupuncture should be a preventative medicine. Yeah. So it's really cool. It really is cool. Like, I mean, there's been times where when my eyes are closed, I feel like I'm spinning so much. I actually don't know what's up and what's down anymore. I'll literally be like, I feel like my body's bent in half, which is weird because I know I'm lying straight because I haven't moved, but I feel like I'm bent in half. Like there'll be times like that where I'm like, I'm just like confused. Like I'll actually, and every once in a while I'll open my eyes just to be like, yeah, yeah, no, you're still straight. You're yeah. still straight. And now that I know that happens to me, I just enjoy the ride. Yeah. I don't open my eyes. Yeah. I'm like, let's just feel like it almost feels like a high, which I mean, it is. It releases your, like it releases your <laughs> endorphins. So it, it is a high. I, I think, um, I had a patient and a friend of mine who he had acupuncture for the first time, probably a couple of years ago. And it was with me. And afterwards he was like, Oh my God, <laughs> my mind is blown. I feel like I've been plugged into the universe. And I'm like, oh, well, that's that amazing. is an amazing way to put it because it's so true. It's this profound experience that you really, it's hard for me to even put no, into words true. until, you know, the patient actually experiences the treatment on their own. And then they're like, whoa, this is wild. I mean, it's so true. Cause so if you think about it, energy is all one big mass and yes. we kind of have our own little masses within it, but yeah. it's still connected to the rest, which goes back to everything we talk about in here. We're all one. Yeah, And so it's like, you're now stimulating our own little area of energy, which of course is going to make you feel the energy you're attached to yeah. and the energy you're part of yeah. beyond it. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you all of a sudden dig deep and are connected to the universe like that. Yeah. I it, love that. It's good stuff. It's really fun. Yeah, that is really good stuff. Yeah. So what about herbs? Because you yeah. do herbs too, right? I do right? herbs, yeah. So it, how like... how. <laughs> Let's back up one second too, sure. because in order to even know like what herbs and stuff you do, yeah. I know with the tongue and yeah. stuff, like what are so, people looking so for on this? Like what are yeah. they looking so for? So <laughs> we are looking at the color of the tongue body itself and then also the coat yeah. color and how thick it is and whatnot. And that actually gives us a clue as to what is going on internally in the body. So the most obvious is if someone has a red tongue it's pretty red. Yeah. That is indicative that they have a lot of heat in their body. Right. Um, if someone has maybe more of a pale tongue with a thick white coating, that can indicate that they have more dampness in right. their body. Um, so that is a really useful tool for us. And then we take the pulse too. We we um, feel the pulse at three different levels in the wrist. And that also gives us more um, details about what's actually going on internally. Um, yeah. So can you read a lot about someone? Like if they come in and you're just like, let me see your tongue. Let me take your pulse. Yeah, you can definitely. Um, I, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a technique that the more you do it, obviously, just like anything, the better, better the better you are at it. Um, I think it sometimes might get a little tricky when you have a patient come in who's on a lot of medications because, that oh, yeah, that can kind of you know it takes it takes a little bit longer to determine what's going on with the tongue impulse because the, the side effects from the medications um, or the medications can, change, right. can can shift what's going on. And so when you get a sense of that stuff, and mm-hmm. let's say then you do acupuncture, yep. you now have a slew of herbs to choose from. We do. And how often do you yeah. like to? give herbs? Do you, do you feel like everybody should have yeah, herbal supplements? Yeah, I definitely feel like everyone should have a core group of herbal supplements at home for specific things. So for example, digestion, mm-hmm. um, colds and flus, um, 
you know, more antiviral, antibacterial. Those are things that you should just have at home because the deal with herbal medicine is that as soon as you start to feel the slightest sensation of something being off in your body, that's when you want to take the herbs and you want to take a big dose, a therapeutic dosage. Right. And that's going to probably kick it from your system so that you don't experience, let's say, a full-blown cold. You'll stop it in its tracks. And then if you are someone who comes into my office and you're already in the midst of a cold, we can give you a formula that will um, actually speed up the healing process. So the herbs are amazing. Yeah, we, we work with so many different herbal formulas. And I always like to go back to the cold and flu because something that most of us experience in Western medicine yeah. just can't really do anything about it. And the way that we work with Chinese medicine point. is that we acknowledge that there are different stages of the cold. So, for example, it might start with a little discomfort in your chest and then you might start experiencing a sore throat and then it might turn into phlegm and then it might turn into a cough. So we actually have herbal formulas that treat the various stages, which is why our medicine is so effective. What should everyone have at home to try and boost their immune system so like Um, they can get through that season way better. Yeah, so there there are two um two specific things that I love and they're not necessarily even Chinese medicine. Um the first one I think is it's Source Naturals their wellness remedy, which I like the tincture it also comes in pills, but that is awesome stuff and you can buy that yeah it's amazing it actually has the chinese herbal formula in it called yin chao san so it's a wonderful wonderful formula because it's a combination of chinese medicine and also has some western herbs too that stuff is amazing amazing um you need to take a therapeutic dosage though so it wouldn't be what's um described on the bottle you would take maybe like two or three droppers full at a time every four hours, which seems like a lot, but nothing's going to, oh my gosh, it's amazing. So that's awesome. And then I also love oil of oregano, which is super, Oh yeah, that's super simple to go buy. I know it's, it's funny. Everyone always says like oregano, like wipe it out of you, but it's, it's, it's it's a spicy, it's it's an intense dose. You definitely need to take that with some juice, just like maybe four little drops in a glass of juice, but that really helps a lot. Um, and then, you know, as far as other, um, I think other formulas go, uh, yeah, it's more stuff that we carry in our office, but those are two that anyone can go buy from a health food store. Um, that, Amazing. Yeah, they work really, really well. What about elderberry? Yeah, I lo- uh, love el- elderberry as well. Yeah, it's great. Elderberry, yeah. for that. It's, I would put that up there with actually the two I just listed. Now, what happens with herbs? Like like other drugs, are there certain ones you can't mix? Like, is there basically, is there anything people have to be worried about since it's now, again, becoming more mainstream, but yeah. there's not necessarily rules that anyone's aware of? Well, I think the, th- the thing that's always interesting to me and, and my um, colleagues is that It seems like in this day and age, anyone can claim that they're an herbalist without actually having the proper education. And I think that's really huge in L.A. of, of, you know, you go to the even just going to the health food store and you have someone, you know, working there. And I've actually had this happen at a a local health food store where I overheard the salesperson talking to you like that's wrong. And I was like, no. And so I pulled I pulled the woman aside and was like, don't do that. You actually should try something like this instead. So that gets a little <laughs> worrisome to me. Where they just every, don't know. Because they just don't know. They haven't been trained. I've had four years of training in herbal medicine. Um, and, 
yeah, I think you just have to be really knowledgeable and, and make sure that you trust your practitioner um, and maybe don't self-diagnose. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's so yeah. many now, like with Whole yeah. Foods and everything, yeah. you can go down an yeah. aisle and just be like, I need yeah. this, I need that. Exactly. Uh, and so should people, like you said, don't self-diagnose? Are there ways people could actually be going against themselves? Like you shouldn't be taking these yeah, herbs together? absolutely, for sure. And that's why I think it's really critical to be working with someone who is a licensed licensed practitioner who actually has the proper education. Yeah. Um, it's not something to really be taken lightly because you know, although gentle, they are very, very powerful. Um, and you want to make sure that you're taking what's right for your unique needs. That's that's also, I think, the thing um, that I, I want to expand upon a little more is that as, indivi- as individuals, we're also unique. Yeah. So just because I have something and my friend presents similarly, it doesn't mean that it's coming from the same place or it's the exact same thing. And that's why it's good to go to a practitioner who has the tools to really do a proper diagnosis. Where is the most common place out of your like clients that you feel like energy gets stuck? I would say in the head, Hmm. the jaw, um, the neck. Wow. And probably the hips, yeah, especially with women. Lots in the hips and the lower back. People who are overthinkers, lots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're both laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people who are, um, I find that people who, you know, are executives who have a crazy busy work life, lots of stuck energy in the head and in the jaw. Um, huh. So releasing that is really powerful. And so when you release it, yeah, can it immediately get stuck again? Yeah, I mean immediately because we tend to go back to doing the same things that got it stuck to In begin the first with. Place. Yeah. So, but I I think that again it's part of what acupuncture is doing is it's bringing an awareness to the body that you have energy stuck in this place which is why you might be feeling pain there. And then what can you do to make the shifts in your daily life so that you're perhaps not engaging in negative postural patterns that are contributing to your neck pain or or whatnot or being more in tune with yourself throughout the day, like, oh my gosh, I'm clenching. Because what most people tell me is when I ask them if they clench, they're like, well, I grind at night. And I'm like, chances are I can pretty much guarantee that you're clenching throughout the day too when you're getting stressed. And so that's why you have all this tension in your, in your neck and your jaw, your head, your upper back, your shoulders. Um, so just like take creating a little space throughout your day to check in with yourself and see how you're holding yourself just to breathe. Um, you know, it's like even, you know, just a couple minutes of, of meditation, changes everything changes everything and so that's why the acupuncture you know i consider it just to be another tool on your tool belt of things that you can do for your self-care along with meditation um eating well exercise all of this stuff works in combination together and that's when you're going to feel your best it's all about a lifestyle it is and i think that goes back to your point is like someone can come in and you can give them the release they need but it doesn't stop there yeah it doesn't stop there and that's why consistency is everything Thing. Do, do you feel like that's the hardest part of this all the time is having people take ownership of their lives? Yeah. Especially, I feel like there's something in just the world right now and especially in LA where it's kind of yeah. like, you do it for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have to, I mean, there's only so much I can do. <laughs> you right. know, I can, I can treat you in the moment. I can give you homework. I can give you suggestions. You but ultimately, you have to show up for yourself. 
Sorry for the interruption, but it is that time again to talk about our next Dentox Live. These are getting bigger, so you've got to reserve your spot. They are so exciting, and you always get so much information about it. I'm really pumped about this next one because it's our very own Jason Moten. It's transpiritual, and we were talking about his transgender journey. We are going to dig into this. It's not just about being transgender. It's all about identity. What does that even mean in the spiritual world? How do these two interlink? What does it mean for anyone who's just looking inward and trying to figure out who they are? What does it mean when that gets met with certain expectations? We're going to dive deep. We're going to get into it. Reserve your spot. It's September 7th, Saturday at La Brea. See you there. question all the time. How can I become a teacher? How can I learn more about meditation? I just want to know more. I want to go deeper. I want my practice to be stronger. Our teacher training program has been incredible. Now, look, if you want to be a teacher, this is perfect for you. But also, if you're just craving to have a stronger practice and understand more about everything that it means and signifies and where it comes from, this is the perfect program for you. We offer it in modules so that you can make it flexible if that's what you need for payment or schedule. We're here for you to make it work. Our next one is starting in September. It's with Heather Preet, Hillary Jackendoff, and Chandrish Bardwatch. These teachers are incredible. They are senior teachers at the DEN. Don't miss this opportunity. Go to denteachertraining.com and sign up. What are some of like, give us a f- couple like miracle stories. Like, oh yeah. I mean, those are always fun. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> um, I would say that my, my favorite miracle story, um, was a young woman that I treated some years ago and she was a referral from another patient of mine and she was, she was probably in her early thirties and she was dying of cancer. Oh. Yeah. It was horrible. And so she came to see me and she was beautiful and, and thin and her legs were the size of elephant legs and she told me the doctors had given her a month to live and I said well are you on any medication to help you know eliminate this fluid from your body and she said no they've just given up on me and I was like okay so we do something in the office called moxibustion which is an herb that we burn Um, it's actually mugwort it's really great at promoting circulation, relieving pain, and also reducing fluid accumulation. So I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. So um, I had it in like a charcoal stick form, and I lit it, and I burned it, and then you just hover it over the body. So I did this to her legs for a good probably 40 minutes, did a, some light acupuncture on her, and then her parents were there with her, um, gave them a couple sticks of the moxa to take home, her mom called me the next day crying and was like, I don't know what you did, but the, the fluid in her legs is gone. And so she came back to see me regularly, was a completely different person, had this spark of life in her eyes, was happy. You know, she wasn't in pain. She could walk normally. Um, it was absolutely incredible and she ended up living for another year she was able to even go on like a couple trips with her girlfriends it was really really cool yeah so these are the things that even though I know this stuff works yeah I see it in practice and I'm just like oh my god that's amazing it's it's amazing yeah that's really amazing it's really really cool yeah and I then I think um you know other things that have that happen a lot are my patients will share with me their insights that they get during an acupuncture treatment. Um, you know, like, for example, I had a patient who was like, 
he was getting well. He was getting ready to go out of town and or leave the country and could not find his passport for the life of him. And I think <laughs> his his trip was like in five days. And so then he oh, yeah. he had to speed around and try to get right. an, an immediate passport. And while he was on the table with me in his meditation on on the table. Um, he told me that he remembered where his passport was. So again, it's connecting you in this deeper way to your body, to your mind. So you can, you know, you're disconnected from the racy, racy mind that, that we so often feel. And it's just this place of stillness where a lot of insight will come. And it's, it's great for creative people as well. I find that, um, a lot of creatives who are having blocks in their life will find, um, like you know, pop up. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Have, have a big, uh, insight during a treatment or just the creative energy will start flowing. But again, it's, it's because that's what energy is, right? It's, it's all connected. It's mind, body, spirit, right. and everything else in between that we can't quite put our finger on. And you want it to flow. Yeah. What, um, what did you go? You said you went in your twenties. Yeah. Why did you go to acupuncture yeah. originally? Yeah. Good question. Um, I was having chronic digestive issues and I had had digestive issues since I was a kid. I grew up in the Midwest, was given antibiotics so often because <laughs> that's just the thing that was done. And it yeah. really created a lot of problems for me. And I didn't fully realize it until I was, uh, you know, in my early twenties and, um, I, I had had two colonoscopies with polyps removed, I think, by the time I was 24 years hey, old. Hey. So it was it was serious. And I was on medication, and I was like, I don't want to be on this medication for the rest of my life. There's got to be a better way. And so I was living in New York at the time, and I went and I had my first acupuncture treatment, and I was my mind was blown. It was something similar to what you describe, where you feel like your body is like twisting and <laughs> bending. And I was like, what's happening to me? I feel like I'm, I'm being tugged in one direction and had to like open my eyes to make sure I hadn't actually moved and that's really what did it for me and um, so regular acupuncture treatments along with herbal medicine uh, resolved those issues for me and it's I it's very very rare that they ever come up for me anymore and you knew right there that that was what you wanted to do like when yeah. how far into your treatment were you like that's what I want to do um I would say yeah that was definitely just ex just experiencing that that kind of trippy sensation yeah. during the treatment was enough to to get me super interested but even prior to that because again I grew up in the midwest in a really small town I wasn't exposed to a lot I had to do a lot of reading on my own mm -hmm. when I was a teenager I was always into the mind body connection so I did a um, yeah I did a lot of reading and was really interested in more alternative um, modalities of healing and so that was really what piqued my interest in all of this. And then I just kind of started exploring things. But that's so interesting that you you just naturally had a tendency to I it. Did. It wasn't like someone exposed you to it. No. And then you, you just kind of always had I it just, in you. I did. My mom is a nurse. So, you know, definitely have that in the family. Um, when I was when I was a teenager, I was hanging out with people who were a little bit older than I was, and my brother is older too, so they would kind of clue me into, you know, interesting reads, and then from there I would kind of find my own, and that's where it really started with me. Um, huh. Yeah. And then, so when you decided to go into psychology, and were you, yeah. from the beginning always looking at it from a different perspective? Did you always feel like you had a different perspective? Yeah, I, I did. Um, it, so when I was doing my undergrad, I 
like I said, I was doing a lot of research. And, and then when I graduated, I was doing a lot of research. And, and it wasn't that it wasn't interesting to me. I just realized, you know, a, a few years into it that it just was lacking something that I, I needed to connect with people on a deeper level, right. um, more so than just st statistics and, and whatnot. And I wanted to actually, um, yeah, combine the, the knowledge that I'd gained in, in my uh, psychology background with something, some energy medicine. So that's, that's what I'm doing. And it's, it's super fun. And, and how does your dad wonderful. react now? Uh, well, my dad actually has passed oh, away, I'm but sorry. I'm, no, it's okay. But I'm sure he's really proud of me. And he was, he was very supportive. It wasn't when did like, he pass? He passed in 2007. So I, I was just, um, it was, I was in New York at the time. I did my first year of school at, uh, Pacific, uh, College of Oriental Medicine in New York City. And so he already knew you were changing paths. Oh, and, and he was actually really, he supported me. I love that. Uh, yeah, it was good. It wasn't, it was, I think he just really wanted me to... Um, he you okay? Well, and he wanted me to go to graduate school and have it paid for. Acupuncture school, I had to take out student loans for. Because if I did a, res uh, a research assistant position... Right. Um, no, he's practical. And he like was, what I always say practical. is, even if it might go against what's right for you, almost always the parent is doing it because they're worried about yeah. you and are trying yeah, to like protect you. It might not be the right answer. Totally. But it's the intention is usually oh my gosh. right yeah. or pure. Yeah. But my, yeah. Not always. I know my, some of us have just crazy asshole parents. Yeah, but no, my parents and my times. family luckily have been super supportive, super cool, especially growing up in a more conservative place in the Midwest. Yeah. They've been very liberal um, and liberal with me and kind of, you know, let me do what I want. I was vegetarian for so many years and they were meat eaters and they would say for the Midwest. That's a pretty it was, intense yeah, statement. My, <laughs> my dad was, a, he would hunt and he would fish and he yeah. would, you know, take bites of my veggie burgers with me. And Aww. so it was, it was really cool. Yeah. So you're no longer a vegetarian. I am not. Um, when did that shift for you? That shifted for me. Gosh, I'm primarily vegetarian, but I do eat meat on the occasion. I would say that shifted probably, maybe seven years ago or so. Um, and I, it was a, I was at a very interesting place in my life. Um, and I felt like the being a vegetarian was too controlling for me at the moment. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but I get that. We talk about that a lot here too, or anything yeah. that has rules, yeah. by the way, not the vegetarian, I mean anything. It's like, I'm yeah. going to only be blank. I'm going to yeah. only diet like this. Yeah. I'm going to only wear this or study this. Totally. It just feels like you're constricting yourself in general. And that's how I felt in that moment. I needed to be a little more flexible with myself. It was hard for me. It was a hard change for me to make because I love animals so much. Yeah, so it was hard um, for you. It was really hard for me. Um, but I, you know, that said, I also, again, growing up with my dad as a hunter, I was also connected to what it was actually like to be engaged in the whole process yeah. of, of eating an animal where he, I grew up with a family who respected animals. Yeah, they ate animals, but he went out and he would, you know, shoot a deer and he would clean it. And it was this ritual that um, I found to be very beautiful and connected more in, you know, like yeah. a, a Native American way, which is what resonates with me rather than just going to the grocery store, buying a beat where you have no idea like where, where it, came, it came from, what it's been through. I'm not into that. And also, if you're just saying you're not a vegetarian, it, like you said, you, it sounds like you eat mostly vegetarian. I do. So you're just telling, yeah. it's, you're just telling your, you're not telling yourself not to do something. Exactly. But you might end up eating 
only vegetarian, who knows? But it's just, it's not a hard and fast rule. Yeah, it's just creating more flexibility within myself because I know that I am someone who tends to be more controlling. So So then you run a business. I run a business, (laughs) right. So put that energy elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Yeah. How was it hard when you opened your business? Was it hard for you? Do you feel like your practice, your self care went out the window a little bit or? I don't think that my self-care went out the window. I I mean, I think there were definitely times where that happened, but overall I've been really good about creating space for that. Um, That's great. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes it's a lot harder than others, that's for sure. And when I realize I'm a little bit in crazy mode, then I need to check myself. And again, it goes back to just creating those little spaces throughout the day, even yeah. if it's, I'm just going to go sit by myself and eat lunch for 20 minutes right, and right, enjoy right. this meal. Yeah. Um, that helps to me, helps me to reconnect to myself and then get back into the self-care. Um, but yeah, running a business... Wow. Yeah, especially in California. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I had no idea what I was doing when I opened the wellness center because I'd went from being a private practitioner, renting a space from someone to opening the wellness center. And yeah, had no idea what I was doing, but it now it, you know. it, it worked out. Yeah, yeah, now I know, but it's, it's always a ride. It's, you know, full of ups and downs. But if you talk to any business owner, that's what they're going to tell you. So yeah, anyone who says it's all good is lying. Yeah, exactly. Let's do your four use. Okay. Okay. So quick four takeaways for the audience. Yeah. Inspirational t-shirt for you. Uh, right now, I'm really into Tara Brock. Great. Yeah. Love her. Love listening to her podcasts, uh, her meditations. Um, yeah, they, they have really been resonating with me lately. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. Do you journal or have another daily practice? Uh, my daily practice, you know, again, because I'm human, I'm not perfect. I try to do it every day. Of course. Um, but what I like to do is I like to wake up, light some Palo Santo. Um, I create a vision board every year that I have on like a little shrine in my bedroom with some crystals and some acupuncture needles. Do you do it like like. in January or on your birthday? Like what's every year for you? I do beginning of the year. Yeah. So sit there, meditate on that. Um, You know, I'm into a a bunch of different types of meditation. So it's more of what I'm feeling in the moment. Even if it's just for five minutes, it's a way for me to slow down and and connect with myself. Um, And then I also really love something. I don't know if you've heard of her, Danielle Laporte. Um, She has uh, this book called The Desire Map and uh, The Desire Map Planner. And I love that because it's all about um, writing down your core desired feelings, like how you want to feel writing it down, really connecting with that on an emotional and energetic level, and then you literally watch this stuff start manifesting in your life. Very That's cool. been super powerful for me. I yeah. love that. And you do that every day. Yeah. Yeah. So it, what is a helpful tip for you to give to someone for a valuable meditation? Um, I think that, number one, don't be so self-critical. Don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one right way to meditate. You need to do what resonates with you and even if it's, again, just creating a little space during your day, that goes so far and it all builds upon each other and, um, you know, will we'll shift you energetically and uh, create a sense of calmness and well-being. And, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's all like everyone is so, especially with meditation, there's something yeah. about it. I can't do it. I know. It's like, just get <laughs> over like, that. Yes. Just, just stop. Stop with You're that. doing it. Yeah, Even if exactly. it sucks, you're doing it. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's a big one. Yeah. What's your favorite self-care hack? 
Ooh, my my I feel favorite. Like you probably have a lot. I well, I, I'm gonna <laughs> so two. One's gonna be obvious, obviously acupuncture. Yeah. Um, because I've been doing that every week for years. And do then you do it to yourself? I do. Um, I but obviously it's hard to needle certain areas of my body. I'm someone who tends to carry a lot of tension in my head and my jaw, so that's easy for me to needle yeah. when I'm at home. Um, but I'll get treatments. I have friends and um, you know, colleagues who I have different ones that I'll go to and get treatments. Um, and then I am a huge fan of the Korean spa. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, because what I find for me is if I'm in a place of anxiety, it's hard for me to connect to my body. And so going to the Korean spa <laughs> and doing extreme temperature things to my body, like alternating hot and cold, yeah. just chills the nervous system out and Amazing. I always leave there feeling reset yeah so uh, that's homework I give to my patients and it's a easy lot. people can go it's do it at easy. least in LA I'll yeah speak for that. yeah <laughs> at least in LA but that is really really powerful and for people who you know can't can't go to the Korean spa it's something you can do at home just alternating a shower shower yeah hot and cold and maybe a little dry brushing super powerful and easy. Amazing. Yeah. This has been so informative. Awesome. I really love talking about the energetic body. I feel like it's, it's so many people don't pay attention to our bodies this way. Yes. And if you clue into it, it just answers so many questions. It does. Like so much stuff just makes sense it when you start does. thinking about it from an energetic perspective. Yeah. And it's really exciting when you, when you work with patients and you start seeing them make that shift. It's, I love it's that. Everything. I get it. Yeah. I know. I'm sure for you, it, it must feel really good when you can see people understanding it yeah. and owning it yeah. and then making it part of their daily practice. Because if you think about it, you know, what can we do? We can only take responsibility for ourselves. There's so much drama going on in the world right now and it's <laughs> yep. so easy to be caught up in it. So what you can do is you can take care of yourself and when you take care of yourself, you are showing up, you're presenting better to the rest of the world. Yep. And that has a rippling effect. Amazing. That's a beautiful way to end. Thank you. Thank you. She does have a personal practice. She's going to read a beautiful quote to us. But thank you for taking the time and thank sharing you. and explaining so much stuff in a very easy to digest form. So awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tal. Of course. I appreciate it. So now Kara is going to lead us in her personal practice, which is a quote from Tara Brock. You have a unique body and mind with a particular history and conditioning. No one can offer you a formula for navigating all situations and all states of mind. Only by listening inwardly in a fresh and open way will you discern at any given time what most serves your healing and freedom. The reason I love this quote and the reason that it resonates with me, especially as a practitioner, is that I find that so often people think that there's one way of doing things or they're searching outside of themselves for the answers. So this quote just reminds me to really listen to yourself, listen to your higher self. You know yourself better than anyone. And um, when you, again, when you are coming in for an acupuncture treatment, we, we are always treating you as a unique being. There's no cookie cutter way of self-care and it's about all about finding out what's right for you. Ten Talks podcast would not exist without these incredible people, Nicole Rappi, Reem Edon, Hayden Fungheiser, Kim Bielek, and music by Alex Fetter.
Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Den Talks Podcast, and join us there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.